Heavenly Father, we thank you for this passage of Scripture, for this experience of James and John as they faced opposition while they were preaching the name of Jesus. We pray that in our own circumstances that we would find hope and a challenge that we too would minister in the name of Jesus in the circumstances we find ourselves. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I have mentioned to you before, and, I, and uh, for those who you don't know, uh, I am not very good with directions. I can get lost extremely easily, and uh, that's not necessarily a good thing. I am thankful that I am married to Amanda because Amanda is so good with directions. In fact, I actually trust her more than a GPS. Now, having said that, this past week, we were going somewhere, and she had me turn down the street, and it was the wrong street. And I said out loud, well, there goes that sermon illustration. But uh, generally still, I will, I will trust Amanda. She is, she is very good. Definitely, if Amanda's not in the car with me, I am going to trust the GPS on my phone uh, rather than just trust my own instinct because uh, that is not something that is going to get me where I wanted. But what did we do before we had a GPS? Well, uh, we had maps, and maps are very helpful. They're really good. I I enjoy maps. The problem is you have to know exactly uh, where you are on the map. You can't just look at a map and know how to get where you're going. You need to know uh, where you're starting, where you're finishing. You need to know if there's anything that's going to get in your way as well. But even before maps, there were people for uh, many hundreds of years, thousands of years, who would follow the stars. And I don't mean astrology, but through navigation. They would look to the stars to give them the directions that they needed to go. And you can look to the stars. You can find your way and navigate by those means. The problem is that most of those stars do move around. So you need to know where you are. You need to know what time of the year and all of those things. Except for one star, Polaris, or the North Star, is one that does not move. It is over the North Pole. And so if you have to go north, it doesn't matter what time of the year you are in, If you follow the North Star, it will take you north. It always goes directly north. Wouldn't it be great to have something like that, something that doesn't move, something that isn't changing with the seasons that would get us through life? And the fact is, there is something, and he is called Jesus. Jesus Christ is our North Star. I remember when I was first uh, coming out of my time of atheism and skepticism and was trying to figure out what life was going to look like and what faith was going to look like. Uh, I was hearing a lot of things about Christianity, a lot of things about the Bible, and to be honest, it was very confusing. I didn't know what to do with all of the things that were being said to me. But I was reading the Gospels, and I was drawn to the person of Jesus, And I finally got to the point where I said, I don't know about all that other stuff, but I do know about this Jesus. And this Jesus is where I want to go. I want to follow the Jesus that I'm reading in the Gospels. Jesus became my North Star. Well, I'm not the first person to experience that. That has been happening for thousands of years. And we see it going back to the early church. The passage we're looking at is still continuing from the stories that we've been looking at over the past couple of weeks, where there was a, a man who was not able to walk, 
who was begging for money and encountered Peter and John. And he ended up getting more than he asked for as he was healed in Jesus' name. And people are noticing, they're seeing that this has happened. They, they know that this was a real miracle. This wasn't someone who had just been planted there, someone who just uh, uh, was acting a role to try to get some attention. These people knew him. He had never been able to walk in his life Uh, And he was 40 years old, and here all of a sudden now he's running around able to walk. They knew something had happened. So uh, Peter and John are arrested. The, the, The authorities are trying to figure out what's going on. Sometimes we... We look at the ancients and we think, oh, they're, they were so ignorant. They didn't understand uh, science and technology uh, the way we do. Uh, and yet we have to uh, realize that uh, they understood that this isn't normal. It's not normal for someone who is born not able to walk to be able to uh, get to uh, a good age and then all of a sudden being able not just to walk but to jump up and down and to dance and to praise God. Uh, that's not something that normally happens. And so they're trying to figure out, how did this take place? What is going on? Like I said, they're not expecting that it was uh, a plant. They're not expecting it was a trick. They probably thought it was some kind of sorcery, uh, maybe uh, done by the power of demons. Uh, we have later uh, Jewish writings who uh, that talk about Jesus and speculate that maybe he did the things he did by magic. And notice that they don't reject the fact that he performed miracles, they just question by what power he might have done that. And it's up to Peter to respond to this, to answer, how did this miracle take place? And we read that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I think that's significant because, uh, well, frankly, Peter sometimes says the wrong thing. And this is a moment when he absolutely has to say the right thing. And so he explains that Uh, This man was healed not by the power of Peter or the power of John, but was healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, what does that mean, to be healed in the name of Jesus? I was taught early on that when you pray, you need to end your prayer with the words, and we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. And you'll hear that in my prayers all the time because that's the way I was taught. And yet, when we look to biblical prayers, you won't find very often the uh, that format for a prayer. You don't read blah, 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 and we pray in Jesus' name, amen. And yet, we are told to pray in Jesus' name. So what does that look like? Well, it's not just tagging those uh, name, that, that phrase, onto the end of a prayer. In fact, You can pray in Jesus' name without using those actual words. Not that there's anything wrong with those words, obviously, because I use them all the time. But praying in Jesus' name is about praying in the authority of Jesus, praying in the power of Jesus. It's not about using Jesus to get what we want. Rather, it's about Jesus using us to get what he wants. That's what it means to pray in Jesus' name. It's like when uh, we have the uh, the governor general who is able to act in the power of the crown. Uh, the governor general is not the queen, but is acting in that power, is being used by the queen. 
In the same way, when we pray in Jesus' name, we are praying with Jesus working through us, with his authority. He is not giving us his authority, but his authority is working in us. So we are told that that is how uh, this man was healed. It was by the power of Jesus. And then to make things even stronger, uh, Peter quotes from one of the Psalms and talks about Jesus as the cornerstone. And I'd like to read to you a, a definition of what a cornerstone is that I found online. And this is what it, uh, this is what I found. In relation to architecture, a cornerstone is traditionally the first stone laid for a structure, with all other stones laid in reference. A cornerstone marks the geographical location by orienting a building in a specific direction. So we're told that the stone that the people rejected, so this is Jesus, they rejected him, they looked at this stone and said, you know what, we can't use this stone. But God looked at that stone and said, not only can we use this stone, this is going to be the cornerstone. That is how Jesus plays a role in what God is doing. He's not just a part of the story. He is the story. He is the cornerstone. He is the one who decides the location. He is the one that determines the direction in which everything is going. He is not just the founder of a new religion. He is the complete uh, foundation for all that God is doing on planet Earth. It is all about Jesus. And Peter and John make sure that people are clear that that is what is going on. What about now? What about for us today? Living here in the 21st century, uh, living in an era of COVID-19, what does this mean for us today? Well, I was reflecting upon the changes that have happened over the past year, really the past six months, and how things are so different, and how for a long time, things were relatively the same. They might have felt like they were changing at the time, but really things were the same. Uh, How you led a Bible study in 1950 was pretty much how you led a Bible study in the year 2000. Maybe the Bible translation changed, but not much else was going on. Uh, How you worshipped was very similar. Uh, Yes, the the songs were uh, were newer, and maybe in some cases uh, newer instruments were being used, but the same basic format was the same. Uh, How we did ministry, how we put on programs... Uh, people a uh, hundred years ago would put on uh, potluck dinners and we would put on potluck dinners. There was actually comfort in the fact that we were doing things in the same way. Yes, we would tune things up a little bit, adjust things here and there, make a few changes, but really we were ministering in the same way that previous generations had. And it was comfortable. It was good. It felt nice. With everything else changing in the world, it was nice to be able to to come into this building and to uh, experience ministry in the same way that it had been going on for generations and generations. And now everything has changed. None of us could have prepared ourselves uh, for what was going on. Uh, A couple of years ago, the the deacons and I were, were talking about 
coming up with a 2020 vision because that just sounded great, didn't it? To have a 2020 vision. We were going to determine exactly what 2020 was going to look like for the church. Well, we didn't do it, and I'm glad we didn't do it because we would have had to throw it in the garbage anyways uh, because everything has changed. There is so much uncertainty in our world. Um, years ago, even a year ago, we could determine, yes, this is what ministry is going to look like. Of course, there's changes here and there. Maybe there's a little bit of a difference in the economy. Uh, maybe uh, the makeup of the community might look a little bit different, but really we could predict what things were going to look like. I can't tell you what church is going to look like in three months. I don't know if we're going to be sitting here without masks, uh, singing, or if the building is going to be closed again, and then we're going to go to all online services. I have no idea. There is no way for me to predict what three months is going to look like. With all of that uncertainty, we still have the same hope that Peter and John did, Jesus. Jesus is the cornerstone. Jesus is the North Star. When we look up into the sky and we see all those stars moving around based on what time of year it might be, there's one star that stays steady that we can find our direction, and that is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He is the cornerstone. He determines our location. He determines our direction. We need to let Jesus situate us, to send us in the direction that we need to be. Now, what does that look like? How do we do that? Well, I'm going to give you the first three steps, okay? This is very important for you to listen. Here are the first three steps. Pray, pray, and pray, okay? If you if you didn't catch the second one there, that was pray. Uh, we need to pray, pray, pray. There's so much else we don't know, but we can pray. We can seek the guidance of Jesus. The, the next thing that we do after that is we look to see what is Jesus doing. For the first time, we can't look to, to, to tradition. We can't look and say, well, you know what? This is what worked in the past, so maybe if we duplicate what happened in the past, uh, it'll work today. Uh, the world and everything else has completely changed. We cannot rely on tradition. We can't rely on uh, fond feelings for things that might have uh, been good in the past. We can only look to what Jesus is doing right now to, to see uh, who is he working in, what areas of our community is he working in, and how do we come alongside and join him in what he is doing. Instead of looking to have Jesus bless what we want to do, we need to join in with what Jesus is already doing. i got to tell you, I wish that things were easier. Uh, my seminary education did not prepare me for what ministry looks like today. Well, it didn't and it did. It didn't because it certainly did not anticipate a worldwide pandemic. But it did prepare me because it pointed me towards Jesus. And Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the focus. It is in the name of Jesus that we minister in a COVID-19 world. Not just by tagging the phrase in Jesus' name on the end of our prayers, but by truly working in the power of Jesus, allowing him to work through us 
according to His will. There is so much that I don't know. I would love to be able to plan a five-year, ten-year plan for what ministry is going to look like at Queen Street Baptist Church. But you know what? I can barely come up with a five, ten-minute plan for what things are going to look like. I am forced to rely completely upon Jesus, and so are all of you. We need to let him be our North Star. He will not move in the sky. We follow him, and we get to where we're supposed to be. Let us pray. God, we thank you for Jesus. Jesus is the reason for everything. We admit that there's so much that we don't know about. Uh, we There are so many things that are uncertain in terms of, of uh, the pandemic and of COVID-19, but also about the environment, about racism, about international conflict, about political intrigue. The, the whole world seems to be upside down. Everything is confusing. And yet Jesus remains steady. Help us to focus on Jesus, that we might get to the place that you are calling us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.